Hi, I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Occam's razor, or not, will it cut it? As noted in another podcast, it seems to me that over the last four or five decades, I guess I'm telling my age here, that patients which are biopsied are getting older, having more hits, that is, medical issues with aging, and maybe even on more therapeutic agents. A challenge I'm having is with an increasing list of diagnoses in the renal biopsy diagnostic report is when I list the most important two or even three diagnoses, how do the top ones relate to each other? That is, are they true-true related or true-true unrelated? For example, if I see a biopsy showing IgA in the mesangial regions, but also a membranous-like pattern with both IgG and IgA staining peripherally, is this an outlying form of IgA or two diseases, as Willis, the old-time oncology pathologist, called collision tumors or colluding tumors? Two separate diseases, disorders, colliding in the same patient, or instead different parts or morphologies of the same lesion? What is it when you see a bunch of interstitial eosinophils in preserved renal parenchyma with no nearby lake severomodulin in patients with diabetic nephropathy, one disease or two. Lots of dual examples. One problem is that one disease entity can lead to multiple morphologic patterns, and conversely, many different renal diseases produce histologically indistinguishable patterns of injury. One should broaden their differential diagnosis to initially think about as many possible pertinent entities as one can so you don't exclude thinking about alternative diagnoses and not anchoring or having confirmation bias on a single initial diagnostic thought. If you have a diffuse glomerulonephritis in a patient with known SLE, then that's not a problem in diagnosis. It's a class 4 lupus nephritis. But how do you decide if the top two diagnostic lines have entities that may or may not be related. If it's a known pattern associated with that disease, such as focal glomerulonephritis in a patient with IgA, then that's fairly easy. How can one decide whether it's one disease entity, a collusion, or two colliding separate entities? A version of Occam's razor, Occam was an English Franciscan friar from 1287 to 1347. A scholastic philosopher and theologian suggests that entities are not to be multiplied beyond necessity, although his law of parsimony didn't exactly express it in this way. It's sort of keep it simple, or that simpler solutions are more likely to be correct than complex ones, maybe in part because they are more testable. Actually, the exact term Occam's razor didn't even appear until a few centuries after his death, although versions of it were even circulating earlier. The term razor refers to distinguishing between two hypotheses, either by shaving away unnecessary assumptions or cutting apart two similar conclusions. 
and it's really even a lot more complicated than that and is not considered an irrefutable principle in science or logic, but even more of an epistemological or metaphysical preference. It does not even promise a correct conclusion. And, as Albert Einstein once said, everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler than they really are. So, is it Occam or Einstein? One or two? How to decide? One can go to PubMed or any of the search engines such as Google, but with millions of medical articles published, one can find just about any association you look for, whether they're really related or not. A medical variation is called a zebra. A physician should reject an exotic medical diagnosis when a more commonplace explanation is more likely. When you hear hoofbeats, think of horses, not zebras or unicorns. Others have suggested using a Bayesian approach. If you want to know more about that, then I suggest a recent book entitled The Book of Why, The New Science of Cause and Effect by Judea Pearl and Dana McKenzie, or a slightly older book entitled The Signal and the Noise by the well-known Nate Silver. Bayesian statistics gives an objective way of combining the observed evidence both for and against an association, with our prior knowledge. That is, prior belief plus new evidence leads to a revised belief. I was mentioning this issue of one or two diagnoses and if and how they might be related, and Dr. Nick Cossey, a great young renal pathologist, gave me the answer I had been pondering on for a while. He indicated that if it wasn't known for sure that the two pathologic entities are related or not, keep them on separate diagnostic lines if they both are of clinical importance. That is, they both have an effect on therapy, prognosis, follow-up, etc. I once asked the great surgical pathologist from Stanford, Dr. Richard Kempson, if our surgical path diagnoses should be predicated on what difference our diagnosis makes. That is, does our diagnosis in a way suggest or even dictate therapy? The answer was an unequivocal yes. Of course, the comment section may help to try to clarify the relationship between the top two or three diagnostic lines, even if the relationship is at that time uncertain. So good luck. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.